and welcome back. This is Real Estate Radio. I'm Jason Stubbs, mortgage professional, your consumer advocate for all things real estate. Text lines open 512-640-9610. Texas, give us a call or just go to stubbsradio.com. Check out everything there. Social media, podcast, TV shows, all that stuff. Um, all right, we got one more. We got to Matt Lesper, 1836 Property Management um, is in with this uh, senior loan officer, Sean Finnegan, and Robert Winterbottom with uh, Better Homes and Gardens. Home city, uh, guys. Before the break, we we're talking a little bit about you know buyers in the fourth quarter. We're talking about you know homes that aren't selling because of the, the time of year or because they just got a little something funny about them. But I want to turn the page to you know something that just in our environment. I mean, all four of us are kind of you know in this you know real estate industry that we we've seen time and time again, and, and I don't think it's going to slow down anytime soon. Uh, but it's it's divorce in real estate. So let's talk about you know somebody's going through a divorce. You know, Robert. I mean, what 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 do they need to know? I mean, what's what is that like? What can they expect? You know, when it comes down to hey, we got to sell the home. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a valid question. Again, I've got a book as well. Um, the the along with the expired, I didn't bring it today, but it's it's about how to sell your book uh, during divorce. Um, but it, it coming from somebody who's been through that before, you always try and talk to people when you, regardless of that situation, when they're selling a home, they've got to detach their emotions from the house. They got to make it a property. They got to you know you don't call it your home anymore. You call it a property. When I'm trying to sell your your home you're selling their property right disassociate that this isn't your house anymore right. because you need to you've sell already it. made the decision to sell it's, it's a property right and now okay. so you throw divorce into that now you've got two people that are right. you know you've got high emotions you've got a lot of things that are you know uh what baggage that comes along with all of that to who's getting what money that's yeah, what we're who's, looking who's for getting what where when why and who's getting the sofa who's getting the coffee table you know all this stuff and then at the end of the day it's like you know we're, we're selling the house because why are you selling the house? Well, maybe one of the others, you know, won't buy it from them. They can't refinance it in one person's name. They can't afford it. And usually it's just easier just to split it down the middle, get it sold, right? So I, 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 brought, I brought that up. I talk about that in my book um, because I think it's an important thing. Um, and I think that people that are going through divorce or contemplating divorce or whatever the case may be, if there's property involved, I think you really need to talk to an agent that's been through that yeah. um, because if you, and I, I mean, I don't, I hate to say that you, to, to, there might be a top agent that hasn't been through that, that could still do a good job, but I still feel that going through it myself and others that have gone through it have that background and knowledge to be able to say, Hey guys, look, this is, I understand what's going on. I've been there. I've done that. So when things get hairy, because at the end of it, both of you've got to close on that home. Now you don't have to do it together, but you both have to agree on everything. Price, uh, you know, you're going to have to negotiate. You're going to have to talk. And if you're, you know, the divorce where it's like you're not talking to each other, you've got to try and make that happen. Yeah. So again, on a real estate level, uh, you know, it's not something where you can go, hey, go talk to your, you know, psychiatrist or your counselor uh, and have them ask her if 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 selling the home at this price is okay. No, you you as the agent, you've got to be able to talk to both parties. Um, and bring them together and try to get that done. So I talk a lot about that in my book because it is a very difficult situation. Um, there's also situations where, you know, you recently got married. Now you're recently getting divorced where you get into a home. You can't get out of the home. It's not going to appreciate in six months or a year. So what do you do? I mean, you may have to come out of pocket money, you know, to get to get rid of the house, right. um, you know, or and and you said it starting the segment. Um, I forget exactly how you said it, but uh 
not everybody can afford the house on their own, so things yeah. have to be done. Well, I mean, let's just hop in there. I mean, Sean, uh, you know, from a, a senior loan officer perspective, you know, you've got, uh, you know, uh, the, the couples in the house and, hey, we're splitting up, getting divorced, and one of them says, I want to keep it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's certainly something they need to work out with their attorneys, right, and see if, A, the other person can afford to keep it. You know, and then like we've talked again and again and again about this, you know, if you are going through divorce and one of you is going to keep the house, if at all possible, refinance that thing into just your name, because I've seen it time and time and time again, where whoever keeps the house is responsible for paying it, you know, and they don't. And regardless of what that divorce decree says, the credit bureaus don't care. You know, I mean, and that's the thing. And a lot of times, you know, after the divorce, you know, he he was supposed to pay for it and he didn't. Yeah. Oh, or my she gosh. Was yeah. Pay she oh, yeah. We've yeah, seen we, we've seen before. debts oh. time and time again. That happens. It happens uh, all the time. And I don't know mm-hmm. if it's their attorneys don't, you know, explain it to them well enough or what it is. Or so a lot of times, I mean, I've seen people screw up their ex-spouse's credit out of spite. Correct. You know, I mean, yes. they literally just do it out of spite. I mean, yep. it's a, it's a it's a bad time for a lot of people. And you a lot of times both parties you know, are trying to dig at the other one and do something to, you know, to, to, to piss off or screw up the other person's, you know, life going forward. Um, but you said a lot of times too, you know, we see a lot of times where one of the spouses hadn't been working for six years. Right. And now they're going to have to go back to work, mm-hmm. you know, it's if they want to afford that house. Or if you, if you want to qualify even to refinance. Correct. Cause they, they don't have any income, right? right. Okay. So yeah, let's just reverse it. Right. Cause we're in PC these days, you know, let's say the husband's been stay at home dad for, five years, right? And he wants to keep the house, you know, and all of a sudden he doesn't have any income. Well, there's nothing to refinance him and, and get him that loan. You know, he's got to, they've got to go back to work. Yeah. Um, hey, Matt, uh, Lesford, 1836 Property Management is sitting over here. I got one for you. Have you ever seen, I mean, just as far as the investment side, have you ever seen, you know, a couple, you know, split up, get divorced, leave the property and decide to rent it out? Yes. Yes. The that probably happens yes. a lot. Yeah, no, I think that happens I, all the time. We actually have one right now, and uh, when they got divorced, it was amicable, and mm-hmm. then it was not when he found another partner. And so now uh, both of them have to agree on the terms to sell it, but she knows more than anyone in in contact with her. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> and um, so she's holding it over his head and she refuses to change the price and uh, went into the market gotcha. 25 grand. Uh-huh. And then it's just sitting. Yeah. I think they're 55 days today. Gotcha. Um, and he's like, can we please do this? She's like, no, I disagree. Thanks. No, I, and a week later, nothing. And he's Two probably making later, a payment on that too. You know, I thought he was. And then finally he started sidebarring with me because he just uh, he's just so frustrated. He just wants to be done, stop fighting, and and you know I, I don't mind being honest if one party is is stable and the other's not or whatever right. it is. Yeah. Uh, but from my gut, I feel that one side is stable and the other's just not listening to anyone. Um, and so you want you want to do the best you can and be right, but you got to be honest about the whole situation too. If they're not willing to make a change, you can't expect different results. So it doesn't even have to be a he said, she said. That's whole, that's life, right? You want different results? Take different actions. Right. No doubt. So that's, uh, you know, so, I mean, what are the options? I mean, if you're getting divorced, it's obviously, you know, sell the home, and then you got, you kind of got to decide where the money goes. Or, you know, it's refinance it into one or the other's name. Right? Correct. Um, I mean, or I, it's, you know, lease it out. You know, call, call Matt and let him deal with all that. Yeah, I agree <laughs> with the refi, though. Um, 
you've got to have it set in the decree. You got to have it refund. That is the best way to go. Or worst case, if for some reason they're going to stay in the mortgage, is going to be both your names. Like you need to have either an intermediary make the payment, or you need somehow confirmation every month that that payment's getting made. And I say that to anyone, even parents with their kids, if they've co-signed for a car for their kids, for your own safety, you need to somehow know that that payment's going to be made. Yeah, you follow the co-signing rules, yeah. which is, you know, if you if you have a kid, friend, mother, brother, and you've co-signed, whether it's a, an auto, a, you know, revolving debt, you know, like a credit card or or a home, I mean, you have to have logins and passwords. You have yeah. to have, you know, verification emails that payments have been made, and you got to make sure you're on top of that because you know what the credit, you know, how much the credit bureaus care? I mean, they don't. They don't. Zero. Zero. And we run, we run in that, you know, from, from time to time. So, you know, the folks out there getting divorced, I mean, there's a lot going on i get it but you know the information decisions you make can can really kind of pave the way for you know your immediate future and hell that stuff's hard enough you you just have to look at it as a share as a shared debt a house is not something you just you know one person moves out one person stays makes the payment because if once a you know time comes and i've had this happen with by with with certain buyers just like hey we're looking for a home and i I send them over to sean and it's like oh by the way he's carrying another mortgage and Virginia right. or something well, like that. Well, the other way people get screwed, they don't realize, so like, the, let's just say, hypothetically, right, two yeah. people get divorced, and let's say there was $200,000 equity in the house, and so the one spouse bought the other spouse's 50% of the equity out, right? So husband gets divorced, gives the wife $100,000, keeps the house, right? But both mortgages are, st- you know, but the mortgage is on both their names. They think they're great because they got a hundred grand, but what they don't realize at the same time is their credit score also went down the tanker because this person who kept the house paid the hundred grand and stopped paying the bills. Right. Because he's like, Well, I'll just get it back when I sell the house. Right. Right. They right. don't care, right? right? If they're gonna sell the house, they'll recoup that hundred grand right. that they paid out when they sell the house. Yeah, and the mortgage late when you're trying to purchase a more you know, trying mm-hmm. to purchase a home down the road is uh it's yeah. the worst. Yeah, how many yeah. explanation letters that, that, that is do you the have worst. to get? I mean, you have to do an explanation letter, right, to, to do that stuff, and then it's just Well, it's the three mess. Ds, right? Death, divorce, and disease are the three biggest things that kill people's credit. Right. I mean, it is. It's been around forever. Yeah. And uh, it's sad when it happens. But, yeah, you need to protect yourself, and you can't – at that point, you can't trust other people. And, I mean, you see, you probably – I mean, you're half a marriage counselor or, you know, divorce attorney <laughs> yeah. when you're dealing with, you know, trying to sell a – because you got to get two parties on this. It's like you need to get two parties on the same page to agree to the same thing. That's exactly. That are in the middle of yep. fighting about everything else in their life. They use it as leverage and power. It has nothing yeah. to do with the house. Exactly, and that's yeah. exactly what I said when we opened the segment. Find an agent. I mean, it helps to have somebody. If you can't find one that's got a psychiatric, I guess, or they're not, you know, whatever, they're not a, a marriage counselor on their part time, but at least an agent that's been there, done that. It, it kind of helps. Do because you include that in your listing uh, services? What's that? Psychiatric. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, we're all, we're, we're, we, we have to. I mean, Robert Winterbottom, PhD. PhD, yes. I figured he'd just get a bulk rate, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Specialize in divorce couples well, and then. Well, I mean, the book, the book does kind of allude to a lot of the, the self-help that, that happens when, when uh, I'm dealing with people and divorce. But it is a common thing that happens. And the reason why I wrote the book, too, is because what, you know, people don't know what to do. They don't know how to do it. Um, so that's just kind of a guide to say, okay, what do we do? And like you said, you just, Sean just ran through some scenarios where, you know, I pay you a hundred thousand dollars. I'll stay in the house. Well, no, no, that's not the right thing. Or it's not written in the, in the thing. And I'm not saying that in my book that 
telling you, advising you to refinance or anything like that. Right. It's just talking about the sales process and what you need to do. Without a doubt, let's give one of those away. If you want a copy of uh, What to Do and How to Sell Your Your Home in Divorce, uh, written by Robert Winterbottom, give us a call, 512-640-9610. Um, also, special thanks to Matt Lesper, 1836 Property Management, Sean Finnegan, co-host and uh, senior loan officer. And uh, Robert Winterbottom, how do we get in contact with you, sir? Uh, you can reach me at 512-751-2084 or email Robert W at homecity.com. Fantastic, guys. This is Jason Stubbs. I appreciate you guys making this the best real estate show in Texas. We got more to come. Thanks for tuning in. Till next time. NRL Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS number 181407.